Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station. Two outs in the ninth inning and a two-ball, two-strike count. Hendricks trying to dig deep. Here's his 2-2. Mazzara takes strike three called. That's how the White Sox season ended. It wasn't the best umpiring. I want to talk about the White Sox now with Josh Nelson, who hosts the Sox Machine podcast. Do me and him a favor. Subscribe to it. Give it five stars. It's really great. It's in-depth. It can be emotional at times. And now, Josh joins me in the Alpamani Ford hotline. Al Bomani Ford has 500 new and used vehicles for you to choose from out in Melrose Park, or you could just go to alpamoniford.com. Mr. Nelson, thank you so much for joining me today. Lawrence, what do you mean our show could be a little emotional at times? What just a little. Heck, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally you guys will emote and talk about some things that are going on yeah. with you and, and then Jim and the way you guys feel about what's happening with the White Sox, let me ask you the question that I've thrown out to the audience. Sure. What's something from the 2020 season that you thought was incredibly positive, and what's mm-hmm. something that you think has to change in 2021 for the White Sox? To keep it really short and simple, the positive is that the White Sox flipped their home run differential. In 2019, they allowed 57 more home runs than they hit, and that problem was twofold. The pitching staff gave up far too many home runs. If you remember the starts from Ivan Nova, like you could just bank on the fact that he was going to give up a home run. And there just wasn't a lot of power in the 2019 White Sox lineup. And after the offseason acquisitions and the further development 
of some key White Sox foundational pieces, especially like Luis Robert, Lloyd Jimenez, and of course, Jose Abreu having an MVP-type MVP season, the White Sox home run differential was plus 25 in a 60-game season, and that's really good. And it would have been interesting to see on what levels they would have hit in a 162-game season. But what needs to approve is that I understand development is not linear, but Dylan Cease and Ronaldo Lopez need to step up their game for the 2021 season because I have a feeling that they're going to be counted on early, and if they swim – Great. The White Sox can fill out the back end of the rotation on the cheap, and they can spend money and resources on other areas of the roster. If they sink, then the White Sox are going to have to really count on a Michael Kopech, who hasn't pitched since 2018, or they're going to have to start piecing together some of these prospects that White Sox fans love, and they're going to have to start shipping them out and finding Major League talent because the postseason window has officially opened and the White Sox will have, ac- will have lofty expectations for the 2021 season. I'm a pretty emotional guy, too, when it comes to what's going on with the White Sox. And we've talked, and I've tried to be fair to Ricky Renteria. I'd love to know, how would you describe the way that he managed this season? Oh, that's, a, that's such a great question. I think he really focused on the players, especially in a crazy 60-game season in the middle of a pandemic. He tried to create a stable environment in which the players can show up to the field, show up to the stadium, play these games without fans, and go about their business. And I think that allowed the White Sox to excel, especially in their games against Kansas City and Detroit where you have to focus because even though these teams are not good, you need to take advantage of this situation and not finish with a 5-5 five and five or 6-4 and four record if you want to win the American League Central. And the White Sox took care of business, and they were able to go toe-in-toe and hold their own against the Minnesota Twins. But in the last two weeks of the season, where you have to shift now, and as a manager, it goes from uh, making sure that the clubhouse and everybody is getting along and playing well together to, I need to think about strategy. I need to line up my pitching rotation. I need to start getting my bullpen and understanding what relievers I can go to. And unfortunately for Rick Renteria, it just seemed like every decision that he was making blew up in his face. And uh, that's unfortunate because they had, I thought they had a very good 2020 season but they finished the last 10 games of the regular season 2-8, and eight, and they lost two out of three. Uh, they lost the last two games after winning game one of the wild card series. And it kind of leaves a taste in your mouth that even though this was a good season, the White Sox could have done more. And we'll see what happens next year. There were guys on this team whose development, I was astounded that it continued, to, to, to tell you the truth. Uh, the Lucas Giolito and Tim Anderson, seeing that those guys – with with Giolito, seeing that he, I wouldn't say he matched 2019, he pitched mm-hmm. really well, and you saw even in the wild, like you saw him go out there and just bulldog it, man. Like he he yeah. was in complete command when he was on the mound, and watching Tim Anderson have no fear and continue to be able to hit his way onto base, and seeing that was in September he had more three hit games than no hit games like that 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 type of improvement and and steady work it shows me that that they are getting some things right organizationally 
even if it's picking players that that are able to do that type of improvement. I was really blown away by it. And even the diamonds in the rough and Cody Hoyer and Matt Foster. I, I get it. Foster, really bad taste in the mouth. And game three, he, he finally showed up as far as a rookie. But Cody Hoyer might be the White Sox closer in 2021. And I don't think a lot of White Sox fans knew who this guy was until he appeared in 2020. And man, he can really bust in on lefties. And he's hitting 98, 99 miles per hour on the regular. And he's got this really good slider. Where do they find this guy? Oh, in the middle of the 2016 draft? How come I never heard about him? And here he is helping out the White Sox in his rookie year. And Matt Foster was also a very nice stabilizer for the White Sox bullpen when they had so many injuries at the beginning of the season. We didn't know how they were to get the ball uh, to Alex Colome. And both really stepped up. But on Giolito and Anderson, Lucas Giolito, I think, now has emerged as a bona fide ace. And he put that stamp on game one of the wildcard series in which I feel comfortable going to next year that if there's a critical game against Jose Barrios or Shane Bieber in the division, Giolito can go toe-to-toe with those guys. Uh, if they get into the postseason again next year, and they may have to face Garrett Cole, I feel like Lucas Giolito can go toe-to-toe with Garrett Cole. And that's a really good feeling for the White Sox because they traded that guy away, Chris Sale, to start this rebuild. And to be able to find someone out of all these pitchers they acquired to step up and be that next ace is wonderful. Now the question is, can Don Cooper and the White Sox uh, pitching coaches, can they find someone to follow up for Giolito? Uh, because Cleveland does a fantastic job, and I'm sure they're going to find somebody else next year to follow Shane Bieber and have one of the best starting rotations, not just in the division, but all of Major League Baseball, and they're going to be a chief competitor. Can somebody from the Kopech, Lopez, Cease, Dunning Group step up in their development and become that number two and number three starter that the White Sox really need to solidify that staff. We'll see. And Tim Anderson, man, I don't know more, what more you can say about him. When he joined the White Sox and we watched his progress through Birmingham and in Charlotte in 2013 and 2014, Lawrence, nobody had any idea that he'd be this good, especially offensively where Everybody was saying, well, 2019 was a fluke. No, it wasn't. This guy is now a 300 hitter, which in a full season can still hit 20 home runs. And that is a very short list for shortstops in Major League Baseball that can do that. And he is clearly the heart and soul of this team. And when that day comes that Jose Abreu leaves the White Sox, I I have to feel like if it's not now, very soon, Tim Anderson will be that new captain. He will be that new leader that everybody gravitates to in the White Sox clubhouse. What do you think happens with James McCann? I think James McCann's going to get paid. I think James McCann, I I laugh. I think James McCann's going to be playing for the Philadelphia Phillies next year after JT Real Muto Mm -hmm. signed either with the New York Mets or New York Yankees. The White Sox would love to bring him back. It's just that he's going to get a starting gig opportunity, and he's going to get paid as a starting catcher. And I just don't think the way the White Sox spend their money, they're going to pay two catchers starter money with one getting most of the playing time behind the plate, and yes, Monty Grandal, and the other serving as the backup catcher. I think McCann can get a starting job, and right now my early prediction is 
he's going to Philadelphia to replace JT Real Muto next year. Could could one make the argument that your experiment with Edwin Encarnacion failed and you have a spot available for Grandal and McCann to switch off along with Aloy and DH and you could pay him as your 1A catcher but knowing that he's going to get a bunch of at bats playing at DH. Sure, you you can pitch that. But just understand that your pitch is going up against another team's pitch that's going to guarantee that McCann's going to be the starting catcher 130 games out of a 162-game season. And if he wants to be that number one guy and he feels like he's ready to be that number one guy again like he was in Detroit, then I think that's where the White Sox may not be able to bring him back in. It, the catcher market is going to be really fascinating because Real Muto is the catch this offseason. And both the Yankees, the Yankees really need help at catcher. I think they're just sick and tired of Gary Sanchez. So I, I expect them to go after Real Muto really hard. But I don't think, based on the comments from the Phillies owner after the general manager left, that they're just going to go into rebuild mode. So if they can't bring back Real Muto. They're going to try to get whoever's next fast to come to Philadelphia. And I feel in this catcher's market, that's James McCann. I think it's just going to be too many years and too much money, and the White Sox are going to be outbid, Lawrence. But it is a good idea. It's just that, unfortunately, you're going to have a lot of teams really interested in having James McCann be their starting catcher. I'd very much like to keep him because outside of framing, there's not a lot that Grandal does right behind the plate, and I feel like (laughs) you might need to save some runs instead of just producing them. But that's a a discussion for another day or on the the Sox Machine podcast. If you guys ever want me on there to discuss it, I would love to talk with you. Subscribe to that podcast. If you're a White Sox fan, you need to get down with the sickness and check out what this young man is doing. It's really, really tremendous stuff. Josh, I appreciate the time. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely, Lawrence. Thank you so much. That is Josh Nelson of the Socks Machine Podcast. When you rely on the Internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible XFi gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll.